Welcome to episode 14 of the Sharp Cheddar Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. For those of you who are new to the podcast, welcome. Joe D'Aloisio here. Give me a follow on Twitter at Joe double underscore D-A-L-O-I-S-I-O. Do not forget the double underscore. Give me a follow on Twitter. Let's chat about the Packers. Let's chat about the NFL season. A lot going on. A big week for me. A big week for the Green Bay Packers as they travel to Kansas City and take on the Chiefs. The biggest question going into this game. Who is playing quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs? Will it be the backup Matt Moore? Or will it be Patrick Mahomes who just just a week ago or so suffered a knee injury? At this point... We don't know. Right now, we have no idea who's playing quarterback. By the time you're listening to this podcast, peel back the layers. You may know. We may all know by then. But right now, at this exact moment that I'm recording the podcast, we have no idea who will be playing quarterback. But we'll get to learn a little bit more about that situation a little later in the podcast. We'll get to learn a little bit more more about the Kansas City Chiefs when we speak to Josh Klingler. He is a host on 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City. You could hear him every single morning, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Central Time. So Josh will stop by. He will fill us in with all we need to know about the Kansas City Chiefs. And perhaps maybe he has a little bit more insight on who's going to be playing quarterback, who will be under center for this primetime Sunday night matchup. We'll talk Packers, obviously, because we do every week. And don't forget, it's the end of the week, which means you get my picks of the week. My three picks of the week, they'll be coming at the end of the podcast. Last week, not ideal. It was the first first time in three weeks that I went below 500. We ended up finishing one and two last week, so that puts me at 13 and eight overall for the season. Still in the green, still positive. But I got to be better. So I'm hoping a much better week this week for myself, for you guys that are listening, whoever's listening, whoever may be using these picks. I hope so. Again, if I start getting hot going on that 3-0 and streak, I may have to start putting my Venmo name in. You know, a little tip here and there wouldn't, wouldn't hurt anybody. Wouldn't hurt anybody. It'd be nice. But let's dive into the Packers who entered this game after a huge win at home against Oakland, where there were so many question marks uh, regarding the offense, specifically at the wide receiver position. Who would play? You know, no Devontae Adams. Would MVS play? Would Geronimo Allison play? Both got injured in 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 the previous game. And they were both in. They were both in, and Aaron Rodgers exploded and helped lead the team to improve to six and one. And they're off to a great start, and this is a great challenge going on the road for the first time since Week 5, where they took down the Dallas Cowboys in Jerry's world. And now this is only the third time all season that they'll be on the road. Remember, they opened up on the road against Chicago, took care of them. Week 5 against the Cowboys, here we are in Kansas City. It's Green Bay's first regular season visit to Arrowhead Stadium since Week 15, of 2011, so they haven't been there in quite some time. Green Bay has won two of the last three games against Kansas City. 
And the Packers' all-time regular season record against the Chiefs, 3-7-1. Kudos, thank you, Packers Dope Sheet, for the wonderful Nuggets. A lot more Nuggets. Check them out, Packers.com. The Packers Dope Sheet. Every time they play an opponent, they put together this sheet. A lot of good facts, a lot of good stats about the about who the Packers are playing, how they've played against them in the past. Check it out. Highly recommend them. Good job by them. So, what to watch for? What to watch for? In this big matchup, well, I, I, again, the biggest question is who's playing quarterback. As an NFL fan, right, you would love to see Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes. Let them go shot for shot. That would probably be one of the most exciting offensive games that I could think of. I mean, honestly, who wouldn't want to see those two arguably Two best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, throw Tom Brady in there as well. Two of the top quarterbacks, the premier players. Guys that could do it through the air. Patrick Mahomes, young, a little bit more elusive than Rodgers. Could get it done on the ground as well. You know, I've been saying we we will be cheated out of out of some great football if the Packers and Patriots don't meet in the Super Bowl one day. I'd say the same here if the Packers and Chiefs, Aaron Rodgers and Mahomes don't meet in the Super Bowl one day. Hopefully sooner rather than later. But Mahomes, of course, he suffered that dislocated right knee in their win against the Broncos. However, Mahomes has been on the practice field. He's been throwing. And Andy Reid didn't completely rule out Mahomes. Now let me let me be frank here. It would be absolutely foolish. It would be criminal if the Chiefs play Patrick Mahomes. It would be asinine. It would be a terrible decision to take a risk and play Patrick Mahomes right now. I am not saying this. Because I'm a Packers fan. I am saying this because it does not make sense. There is no reason to rush your franchise quarterback back for one game. You're in first place in the division at 5-2. and two. Let's say you lose the game. You're, you're still sitting pretty. You cannot put him in a position to suffer a more serious injury... Or, for, or do any further damage to that knee and miss significant time or perhaps miss enough time where he's not even eligible or able to play in the postseason if you make it that far. So I think right now what Andy Reid is really doing, he, he's trying to keep Mike Patton in the Green Bay Packers defense on their toes. He's trying to say, you know what, let's let's flirt with the idea that Mahomes is playing so Green Bay has to prepare for that. And maybe they focus a little bit more on Mahomes. But realistically, we know, you know, we know Matt Moore, he's going to be our guy. So, in that sense, it is crucial that Mike Pettin has these guys prepared, has his unit ready. Because last week, his game plan was terrible against the Oakland Raiders. Kudos to the Raiders because I thought they did a good job with Derek Carr making sure he gets the ball out of his hands relatively quickly. He didn't hold on to the ball. He didn't get touched 
you go into that game knowing that Darren Waller, who's an excellent tight end, that he is the Oakland Raiders' lone target, their main guy, and he was wide open all day. The Packers could not make the adjustments. And it wasn't like he just he went off in the first half and the second half he was quiet. No, no adjustments were made there. That cannot happen this week because it is going to be another another tough battle at that tight end position going up against a guy like Travis Kelsey. So I'm hoping that Mike Penton is showing the guys, letting them know, hey, Patrick Mahomes, this is what he can do, but at the same time also showing what Matt Moore can do. Because don't give me, I don't want to hear in the event of a loss, I don't want to hear we weren't ready. We scouted for Mahomes, not Matt Moore. Matt Moore had himself a day. That is unacceptable. And I have a feeling that if you throw a guy like Matt Moore out there as a starting quarterback for this game and you have a weapon like Travis Kelsey, that's going to be your security blanket. That's going to be your safe throw. When in doubt, he's going to be looking for a guy like Travis Kelsey. And it's not only Kelsey on this offense who, who is the only guy you need to worry about. The good news for the Packers here on the defensive side, injury-wise, Darnell Savage, he's been practicing. He tweaked his ankle. He's missed the last few weeks. I think there is a good chance that he will be back. And I think that's going to help the defense a lot. But no matter who's playing quarterback, it's not just Travis Kelsey. The Chiefs have excellent skill position players. I mean, look at LaShawn McCoy, a veteran, but he is proven that he still has something left in the tank. He is playing excellent football right now at his age and for what we just saw him do before he came to Kansas City. And maybe, yeah, you could say because he's reunited with um, with Andy Reid, it's a better fit, a better quarterback, yada, yada. But he's doing excellent. Over 300 yards on the ground, nearly five yards per carry. Can't really expect more from a guy at his age and his production. Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill. I mean, all these guys have the potential to make a big play. So the defense has to be ready. I mean, a five-yard slant could turn into a 75-yard touchdown. They're fast. They're electric. They can move the, they can move the ball up and down the field. So the defense is going to have their, have their hands full. And if it's Matt Moore... I am hoping, I am hoping if it's Matt Moore at quarterback, that Penton is able to bring house blitz every single time. Not every single time. But he should be blitzing the hell out of Matt, Matt Moore. Guy can't really get out of the pocket. Decent backup quarterback his entire career. But make him have to make throws. Make him feel uncomfortable. Feel comfortable with what you have in your secondary, right? Each week, Jari Alexander, Kevin King, Adrian Amos, these guys are comfortable. Tremont Williams, they got they got a target on their back. They want to talk the talk. Let's show up and play defense. If Matt Moore is the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, the defense should really take advantage of it. And if they're able to create turnovers, if they're able to get after him, knock him around, rattle his rattle his cages a little bit, Green Bay should be just fine. But going into Arrowhead is going to be tough. 
It's a tough environment, and it's a very skilled team. Now, as for the Packers on the offensive side of the ball, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams' injury update. What's the latest with the, with him? He's been out since suffering that injury against the Eagles, nursing that turf toe. He returned to practice. Last week we heard him say he feels a million times better. This week he says he feels two million times better. Matt LaFleur comes out and says he he could possibly be a game-time decision. Devontae Adams speaks to the media and says, Guys, I honestly have no idea. I could tell you right now I feel two million times better than I did when I last spoke to you about my injury, but I don't know when I will be back. It's encouraging that each week this is progressing. It's encouraging to hear Matt LaFleur say he could be a game-time decision. But right now I am at the point where there is no need to rush Devontae Adams back. You are now, since that loss, three games removed, since he got injured, 3-0, and the Packers have scored 34 points, 23 points, and 42 points. You just saw what Rodgers did last week, earning himself NFC Offensive Player of the Year, uh, Player of the Week. Six total touchdowns, five through the air, one on the ground. Does Devontae Adams make this offense better? Absolutely. That is, an, that is a ridiculous question to even ponder, to even ask. But when you got a guy like Aaron Rodgers under center, everyone becomes better. He can create something out of nothing. And let's be honest, the, the Chiefs' secondary is okay. Nothing spectacular. And they also have a big injury in the secondary in Kendall Fuller. And if that's the case, if Fuller doesn't play, I wouldn't be surprised if Rodgers really wanted to test the secondary. But again, it's a different week, and it's the same old question. Who steps up in the wide receiving core if Adams is out? I'm assuming they're preparing as if Adams will be out. But who's going to step up? They brought in Ryan Grant, who last week didn't play. Thought I thought he would be in right away, especially with the injuries to MVS and, and uh, Geronimo Allison, but they, they both ended up playing. But who steps up? Last week, MVS had those two huge receptions, 133 yards, one touchdown. Can we get some a little bit more? Jay Kumaro, two receptions, 54 yards, one score. Geronimo Allison, four receptions, 33 yards. Can we expect a little bit more from Jimmy Graham? Four catches, 65 yards, and one score. No drops either. And that's big because we haven't seen much, if anything, from Jimmy Graham. So that was encouraging. And Jimmy Graham actually spoke to the media this week and he basically said, this is exactly what he said. We're 6-1. and one. I don't really check stats and media and, that, and all that good stuff. I know we're 6-1, and one and I hope we can keep doing what we're doing. I think we found a lot of different ways to win. That's what's special about this team. We're just getting better and better each and every week. Hopefully, where when my number's called, it doesn't matter what it is, run blocking, pass blocking, or running routes, I can do it to the best of my ability. There's a sense here 
that Jimmy Graham understands the role that he has on this team. He is no longer the elusive, sure-handed playmaker that he once was in the NFL when he played with the Saints. And that's obvious. That's obvious. You could see it. You could see it. It doesn't, it doesn't take much to tell. But it seems that he is accepting that fact, and he's more about the team overall being in a, in a good position to win. At the same time, when you see Jimmy Graham have the perform the way he did against Oakland, there's a glimpse of hope there that maybe he could start doing that on a consistent basis. Listen, I would take four receptions, 60 yards, and a score with no drops on a consistent basis. I think everyone would. I would even take four receptions for 50 yards, even no score. As long as he's catching the ball and not dropping them. Because we've seen him drop probably at least three touchdowns already this season. So what can Jimmy Graham do for us this week? And I think most importantly, this offense has the potential to have a big week when it comes to the running back position. Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams could have a really good evening. Both of them. The Chiefs have struggled against the run, giving up almost 150 yards per game. Only three teams have given up more per game. The Bengals, the Dolphins, and the Browns. I would like to think I would anticipate LaFleur trying to push the envelope, giving Aaron Jones or Jamal Williams the ball early and often on that first, second down. Try to see if they could get four, five yards of carry. I also expect to see a heavy dose of them in the pass game. I mean, we saw last week the two of them, both with four receptions, both with touchdown receptions, at one point leading the wide receiving core. I think they have an opportunity to really have a big game. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. I hope I hope they're prepared, though. I hope the Green Bay Packers are prepared. Last week, I was nervous that, it could have, that the Oakland game could have been a trap game looking ahead. Then Mahomes gets injured on Thursday night, and it's like, all right, maybe, maybe not. Now the Chiefs flirting the idea that Mahomes could play. I hope they're ready for Matt Moore or Patrick Mahomes. Again, I really think, I really, really think that it's going to be Matt Moore. And it stinks because we're getting cheated out of a great game. I said it earlier. We are getting cheated out of a great game if Patrick Mahomes can't play, and that really stinks. Because this would have been such a good test on the road, Sunday night. This could have been a real good test to see where this team is. Because 6-1 right now is is a... I mean, you really can't... You could get only a little bit better, 7-0. But this would have been a great test. But let's learn more about the opponent. Coming up next, Josh Klingler, host on 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City. Go, Pat, go! To the hotline we go. Let's learn more about the Kansas City Chiefs and welcome in Josh Klingler. You can listen to him on 610 Sports Radio out in Kansas City every morning, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Central. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Josh Klingler. Josh, thanks for joining me. You bet. All right, Josh, so the biggest question heading into this game, 
Will Patrick Mahomes play? What is the latest with the quarterback? Um, let's see. Uh, I'm hitting refresh. Uh, let's see. Let's see if coaches said it. It's been a crazy week because I think uh, we've run the gamut as sports fans in Kansas City. Um, when the injury first happened, it looked really serious, uh, popping the knee back in place, uh, laying on the field isn't what anybody wants to see as a visual, right? He pops up, he kind of walks off the field, and you're still feeling the, feeling it's going to be the worst. MRI comes back, they say, well, it's a lot better than expected. Okay, could be uh, just a few weeks. Okay, well, they got the bye week coming up. Four games in the bye week, maybe get him back at some point in time. You know, the, the, the timeline kept getting shorter and shorter. And then when he gets out on the practice field on, on Wednesday and starts to uh, – granted, it's only stretching. It's, it's only moving it like, you know, a third speed or whatever. I think it got everybody thinking, oh, my goodness. Um, you know, I think, it, I think it just needs to be looked at as a positive sign that he's able to do as much as he could even in a limited basis in practice this week. And really no reason to rush it any further than that. I'm not going to play doctor. Um, I think there's, they have plenty of doctors that have, that have weighed in on this and will give them the best medical advice. But the fact is, uh, the Chiefs got to be thinking about uh, long-term ramifications, not only for this season, but uh, moving forward with Patrick Mahomes, who they're going to probably pay a boatload of money to in the offseason. So I got to think they're going to err on the side of caution throughout. Do you think Andy Reid genuinely is hoping that he could put Patrick Mahomes on the field, or is he trying to keep the Packers on their toes in a sense and, and have them make sure they're prepared for him in the in the event, the rare case that he actually plays? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's a smart plan either way, right? You have a, you have, you have a first-time head coach that's got a lot on his plate and going through it for the first time. So Andy's not typically one to mess with head games like that, but I think the side effect of it is that it's a head game, right? I mean, if you force them to to spend a little bit of their preparation time on on a very unlikely Patrick Mahomes, uh, then you're doing a pretty good thing in terms of kind of wasting uh, another team's time. Um, I, I think, you know, Patrick Mahomes is a guy that wants to be back on the field, first and foremost, and uh, he got the medical clearance in order to be able to, to practice. Um, it's not taking contact. I mean, NFL practices aren't what they were back in the day, right? There's not contact. There's not anybody hitting you. So it doesn't necessarily equate to being game ready. It's just that he's been given the go-ahead to practice. Now, I think I think Andy Reid, um, I mean, he's a guy that loves to tinker. I think he's probably fine with the fact that he can go and, and kind of tailor-make this offense, at least for uh, for a few weeks, for uh, for Matt Moore and is very comfortable in doing it. He's, he's got a calm demeanor about him. He loves the prep. I think Andy Reid's he doesn't like the press conferences and he doesn't like questions. I think what he loves to do is be a football coach and, and dial up plays and do all those things. So I think this is right in his wheelhouse this week. He gets to tweak an offense now for a quarterback who's, who's not Patrick Mahomes. What should we expect from Matt Moore under center if he gets the nod? Well, I think, a, you know, a, a dummy-down version of the, of the Chiefs offense, I think you're still going to see a lot of shifting, a lot of motion, all the things that Andy Reid has been known for. Maybe maybe they even do that more to try to create some, some confusion. Um, obviously, when he came into the game on short notice at Denver, you saw him, uh, you know, not throw the ball down the field as much as Patrick Mahomes did. But he did take his shot, got a Tyreek Hill touchdown pass up and over the top. So it's a guy that has played the position, doesn't know the offense, you know, like the back of his hand. He's only been here since – uh, the very start of the season because of an injury to Chad Henney. Uh, so you're going to see a, a little bit, you know, dumbed-down version of, of the offense. He's not the physical 
uh, quarterback that, that Patrick Mahomes is. But I think you can see a lot of misdirection. We're always asking Andy Reid to run the football more. I don't know if that's going to be the case. We love to say that every single week anyway. Uh, but to think they're going to come out and run it 30 times because uh, Matt Moore's under center is probably a little far-fetched. They're going to see a similar version. They've still got all the playmakers out there and actually may have one in Sammy Watkins back this week that they didn't have before. So um, he's going to have plenty of uh, weapons. Just get the ball out, get it to those playmakers' hands, and I think uh, offensively they'll be okay. They won't be Patrick Mahomes-like, but they can uh, they can scheme uh, together something with uh, with the mind of Andy Reid. Yeah, and I would argue that Matt Moore is probably a, a top-five backup in, in the NFL. So when you have a guy like that, there is some confidence, and you mix that with the skill position uh, players that you have between Tyreek Hill, uh, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I, I do agree with you in, in a sense that the offense shouldn't – it won't be at that Mahomes level, but will, should have some success. But you mentioned the run game, and I want to talk a little bit about LaShawn McCoy, a veteran running back who, before he came to Kansas City, played with the Bills. It kind of looked like he was done, but he comes to Kansas City. He's reunited with Andy Reid. And he's still proving that he has something left in the tank. I mean, talk about the addition of, of LaShawn McCoy and how important he could be in this matchup. Yeah, I mean, he was a, a pleasant little find because, yeah, like you, I think a lot of us thought he was done. Um, now they, they, they tried Carlos Hyde out in the preseason as well and didn't like you know, what he gave them, ended up spinning him off. He's having a pretty good season as well. In, in Houston, and then brought in Shady McCoy, and they're like, okay, fine. If you, if you give him a little something, great and fine. Damian Williams was coming off a tail end of his season uh, in place of, of Kareem Hunt when they uh, when they uh, cut him from the team. That was that was pretty impressive. It was really good in the playoffs, and you thought, okay, well, they're just going to turn it over to Damian Williams. You get a, a competent veteran uh, alongside him, and you do kind of a running back by committee. Um, but, uh, you know, LaShawn McCoy right out of the shoot, I thought was, was much, had much more left in the tank than we thought he was going to. Um, and again, I think the way Andy Reid uses his running back, he's not going to overburden any one guy. So you could try to, to, to scheme certain packages that, that accentuate the, the, the positives of each of the running backs. How they've done that, I don't exactly know because I think we're scratching our heads a little bit. One week it was Damian Williams. One week it was Shady McCoy. One week it was neither that were running the football. So those old, uh, those old Andy Reid traits of not fully committing to any type of run game have surfaced again. But McCoy's a guy that's valuable in the, in the pass game and in the run game. And, um, you know, compliment him with Damian Williams. It's, a, it's a not a bad little one-two tandem. But, you know, with Patrick Mahomes, you can sling it all over the field and not necessarily worry about the run game. You can sprinkle that in, and, and that's certainly what they have shown. Is that any different this week with Matt Moore? I tend to think no. I, I tend to think that they will they will run about the same as they have run in, in recent weeks and, and probably be, uh, you know, uh, maybe low 20s at best in terms of carries. Switching over to the defensive side of the ball, also relatively banged up yesterday. Chris Jones, Frank Clark, Kendall Fuller, Darren Lee, all out of practice, all four starters. Out of these four guys, who do you think will not be on the field on Sunday or or do you expect them all to be there? Frank Clark's the one I'm keeping an eye on. Uh, Chris Jones won't play. Uh, Kendall Fuller won't play. Um, uh, Darren Lee, I think, has a, has a shot to. And then uh, then Frank Clark, who was their big uh, off-season trade, and a guy that uh, there's been some grumblings among fans thus far with the way he has started his season. Did play much better at the game against Denver. Got a little bit of a neck issue, and hoping that that's just something that. Uh, just kind of was, hey, let's let's get it calmed down. He'll be ready to go for the game. I think that's probably going to happen. So I think Frank Clark, um, to me, is the only one that's questionable. The other ones are pretty definitive. You won't see Jones for, 
a few more weeks. And then Kendall Fuller just had thumb surgery. So he's uh, not likely to be back out uh, for a few weeks as well. So um, you'd love for the Chiefs' perspective to have both Clark and Jones on the field together. That provides your best opportunity to get some uh, attempts at heat on the quarterback. But, uh, yeah, a little banged up defensively and a ton of question marks as well. They've been a terrible defense against the run up until last week against Denver. They have been getting shoot up, spit out in the run game. And I got to think the the Packers uh, are, are very aware of what's happening with that. And I, I would expect them to, to try to run the football and see if they've gotten any better runs against the, uh, the run defense because uh, they hadn't shown any signs until last week of having any kind of ability to put together stops how, uh, in the run game. How big of a loss is it to play without Kendall Fuller with Aaron Rodgers coming to town? Um. You know, I have not been that impressed with, with Kendall Fuller since really since he had signed here. Um, he was looked at as a guy that was a really good in-the-slot-type uh, corner. The Chiefs needed more than that out of him a season ago, and even this year their pass defense seems to be a little bit better. Uh, obviously you need all hands on deck in terms of, of corner play um, facing Aaron Rodgers, but he hasn't been as an impactful of corner as – as I think many people would have liked to see. Um, certainly from a numbers perspective, you're going to need him, and there is a drop-off as well. They're not that deep at the corner spot anyway, so it will definitely have an effect, but I think uh, Fuller's left everybody you know, wanting, wanting a little more out of that spot anyway, so the sooner the better he can get back into it, but it uh, won't be this week. All right, Josh, finish the sentence. The Chiefs beat the Packers if? Uh, I think the Packers turn it over a bunch if. The Chiefs stop the the run game of, of Green Bay, and you know don't don't ask Matt Moore to do too much, right? Somehow get a defensive, probably a defensive score, <laughs> and uh, and and dial up your your run game a little more than you have in in recent weeks. I don't know if that's possible. I think they can have an opportunity to, to keep a game close, but I don't think anybody's going out there and, and predicting with Matt Moore under center that they're going to be Green Bay on Sunday night, even with the uh, the home field. So, what do you got for a score prediction? <sighs> Boy, um, is it is it last week's Packers that are showing up? Because man, they I think they left us all uh, going. Wow, if that's the uh, if that's the offense for the Packers moving forward, uh, they're going to score some points, and I think they are. I think they're going to score points in the, in the run game. So this feels like uh, like a thirty to seventeen Packers victory. Thirty to seventeen Packers victory. Give Josh a follow on Twitter at Josh Klingler. Make sure to check out it. Check him out every single day, Monday through Friday, six a.m. to ten a.m. Central Time on 610 Sports Radio out in Kansas City. Josh, thanks for joining me, and enjoy the game. Yeah, don't tell Chiefs fans I made that pick, all right? I won't, I promise. All right, sounds good. Go Pack Go! Special thanks again to Josh Klingler. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Josh Klingler. Make sure to check out all of his content. Listen to him on the radio every single day, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Central on 610 Sports Radio out in Kansas City. Good stuff there from Josh. A lot of good stuff. We learned a little bit more about the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, when we recorded this podcast, when we recorded this interview, there's still no update, official update on Patrick Mahomes. As you just heard Josh said, um, he is erring on the side of cautious caution. He doesn't believe that Patrick Mahomes will be playing on Sunday, and it'll be Matt Moore's. It'll be Matt Moore under center. Now, with that being said, you also heard heard him say. If the if the Chiefs want to win this game, they need to make sure they need to force turnovers. They need to make sure that they're not making Matt Moore do too much. And if that's the case, it's going to be a long day. 
and you heard his score prediction. 30-17 to 17 Packers. He told me not to tell Chief fans. I don't know how many Chiefs fans are going to be listening to the podcast, but hey, Josh is going 30-17 to 17 Packers. In terms for me with my score prediction, I'm probably going right around the same area of that 27 to 30 points for Green Bay. I'll go 30, 30 to 14 Green Bay over the Chiefs. I just think what we saw from that offense last week from Green Bay's offense, I think that momentum carries into this week, carries into Arrowhead. Um, It may not be as explosive through the air, but I'll tell you this. As Josh pointed out, the Chiefs have struggled with the run game. So I expect Matt LaFleur to really push that run game. I expect him to give Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams the ball, get them involved heavily in this offense. Now, if the run game is successful, that will ha- that will open up the offense and has the potential of really big plays for Aaron Rodgers. Opens up the playbook, opens up the play action, a lot of a lot of room for opportunities there if the Packers could get the run game going. It'll be a good one. It's never easy going to Arrowhead. It's never easy going into that environment. But of course, not having to worry about Patrick Mahomes, that makes things a little easier. Again, it stinks though. We're we're really getting cheated out of such a great a really monumental matchup between two of the best quarterbacks in the league. So it's a shame that we're not seeing this, but I'm really hoping that we do see this matchup again sooner rather than later. Cough Super Bowl. With that being said, before I let you go, my three picks of the week. So last week, not too hot. One and two. After going 9-0 over the last three weeks, so now we're at 13 and 8 overall. Still in the green, still in the positive. We're still riding high. You're still making money if you've been listening. Especially if you've been listening late, you're very happy. But let's get back on the winning track. And this week, this week I'm feeling a little gutsy. I'm taking some chances and I'm going three dogs. No favorites. I didn't I looked at the card, I looked at the NFL schedule and let's be honest. Green Bay minus three and a half on the road against Kansas City. I would take that. I think that's a lock. I think that's a lock. I think Green Bay wins by 10 plus points with ease. With that being said, though, I am not going to take the Packers. I haven't taken the Packers once this season. I don't want to start doing that. But there's no matchups that really jump off the screen in terms of, of the favorites. So I'm going three dogs. My first dog... The Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus two and a half on the road against the Tennessee Titans. Are you crazy? You're going with the Buccaneers? Yes, I'm going with the Buccaneers. Jameis Winston has been terrible. I know. I understand that. But Tampa Bay is coming off a bye. They've had a week to regroup. They've had a a week to get rested. I think they come into this game looking a lot better than what they've than what they've been all season long. This will be their th- their fourth road game of the season. They are 2 and 1 with big wins on the road against the Panthers, a divisional rival, and against the Rams. That offensive explosion. Now their one loss against the Saints by 7. No problem. 
Tennessee is not a good team at three and four. They are lucky that they won at home against the Chargers. They really are. They just snuck that victory out against the Chargers um, with that goal line stand. Otherwise, it would have been three losses in a row. Not to mention, they're only one and two at home. So it's not like they have a great home field advantage and what, Ryan Tannehill's playing quarterback? That doesn't scare me. Give me Jameis. I know not a lot of people would agree with that, but give me Jameis on the road, off the bye, plus two and a half, Tampa Bay, pick number one. My second pick, we're staying within the division. And another team that is coming off a bye, the Carolina Panthers at four and two on the road against the undefeated San Francisco 49ers, 6-0. What are you doing picking the Panthers? Well, here's another team coming off a bye. A team that looks so different with their backup quarterback, Kyle Allen. And kudos to Ron Rivera and everybody over in Carolina who's... This offense really looks good under Kyle Allen. I mean, in their, 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 they're on a four-game win streak. And they have scored 38 points, 16 on the road against the Texans, not the greatest, 34-37. So averaging over 30 points a game over their last four. Yes, they go on the West Coast. They go up against a 49ers team who, yes, they're undefeated. Last week, only a 9-0 win against the Redskins. Yeah, you could say the weather played a role. But you look at the 49ers schedule, it gets tough now. Not including the Cardinals. We're going to eliminate the Cardinals. They play the Panthers, the Seahawks twice, the Rams, the Saints, the Ravens, and the Packers. It's going to get real tough, and we're really, here's the stretch. Starting this week, we will learn about the 49ers. Because look at the teams that they've beaten. The Steelers, the Bengals, the Bucks. The Browns, the Rams, the Redskins. The Rams on the road, that is a great win, but probably their only really good win. The rest, big deal. I can't even I can't even give them that game against the Steelers because they went up against Mason uh, Randolph. Excuse me, Mason Rudolph. So I just there's something about the 49ers that I'm not buying the hype. So give me the Carolina Panthers plus five and a half. On the road against the Niners, and my final pick, another road dog, and I can't believe I'm doing this because every time I see this team, every time I talk about this team, I scoreboard watch and look at this team, I get sick to my stomach, the Philadelphia Eagles, plus one and a half on the road against the five and one Buffalo Bills. So I get sick to my stomach when I think about the Eagles because, of course, Freddie Mitchell, I can't stand Freddie Mitchell in that fourth and 22, that don't even get me started there. Don't I don't even want to open that can of worms. But obviously, this season, that terrible loss that Green Bay had, Green Bay should could easily be undefeated still if they didn't drop that game. But I like the Eagles here. The Eagles are three and four right now. This is a huge game to save their season. And you're saying eight games in, save the season. Yeah. The Eagles need this one. They have dropped. Their last two games. They cannot go on a three-game losing streak. And by the way, the two games that they dropped, against the Vikings, they lost by 18. Against the Cowboys, they lost by 27. They've been getting it handed to them. With that being said, they go on the road 
against a Buffalo team who, yes, they're five and one. You're five and one. You're beating teams that you should beat. But who have they really played? The Bills beat the Jets and the Giants. Meh. They beat the winless Bengals. They've beat a terrible Tennessee team and a winless Miami team. The only team that the that the Bills have lost to are the Patriots. This is another test for the Bills. If the Bills could beat the Eagles, this I mean, I'm starting to believe in the I'm starting to believe in the Bills. But this is a good test for the Bills. I just don't think I think they they're they're a good team. They're not a 5 and 1 team. They're not a 5 and 1 team. Their schedule has helped them out tremendously. And if the Eagles drop this one, the season could spiral further out of control. So, I'm going with the Eagles plus one and a half. So, my three picks of the week again. Tampa Bay plus two and a half. Carolina plus five and a half. And the Eagles plus one and a half. And those are my picks of the week. Hopefully, we're back over 500. Because last week, very disappointed in myself. But that'll wrap up this episode of the Sharp Cheddar Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. As always, there's so many different ways you can listen to the podcast. SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher. The podcast is available there as well. Give me a follow on Twitter at Joe double underscore D-A-L-O-I-S-I-O. And as always, Go Pack Go!